But wait, it gets worse. In summer of 2021, campers from Camp Lennox in Otis, Massachusetts, were gathering supplies in the woods when they stumbled upon the dead body of a 35-year-old woman. But wait, it gets worse. Hi, I'm Shannon. And I'm Mara. Each week, we'll bring you a chilling tale and a real-life encounter, and it's up to you to determine which is which. Yeah. Last week, we talked about... Roommates. Creepy roommates. Or just nightmare roommates. <laughs> yeah, just bad, bad situations bad to live roommates. in. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this week, we're going to talk about finding a body. Body finding. Found bodies. Bodies that were found. <laughs> Great. Um, but before we get too far into that, we have to talk about our specific stories from last week. Um, my story was the true story. I found my story on Ask Reddit by user Zen Poet. And it totally like makes sense. I can see that really happening, but it sounds awful. Yeah, it sounds rough. Real bad. So I've had some bad roommates and they don't compare. No. So <laughs> mine We didn't live in crack houses. No. So. Uh mine was fake. It was called My Roommate Keeps Screaming Every Night. And I found it on Reddit No Sleep from user objective tell 6047. I would be super interested in going back and seeing, like in a year from now, how many times we just use Reddit No Sleep for oh my God. most of our stories. At least once an episode, pretty much. Pretty much. And if it's not Reddit No Sleep, it's like creepypasta. Yeah. <laughs> I mean,. You know, if some people were to maybe give us their stories, we could potentially read those if they. I would fit love with the theme. to read some some creative writing if anybody would email us some. Or even a true story that you have that you don't know might fit a theme. We could potentially make a theme that yeah. will fit. Send us all your creepy stuff. I don't care if it's paranormal. I don't care if it's true crime. I don't care if it's a mixture of the two. I want to hear it. I want to read it. And we want to tell everyone else about it. So. And it could be a cryptid. <gasps> yeah. we're, we're legit telling you right now that if you write to us, we'll probably read it on an episode. So just do it, maybe. Just do it. Just do it. Thank you. Again, we're talking about bodies today. Finding them. Finding them. Find body finding. Would you like to tell me about the time that you found a body? I didn't find a body. Oh, okay. Well, then just tell me the story. <laughs> Damn Wait, it. did you find a body? Not a human body. I don't. I've seen remember. a dead body. Have you ever seen a dead body? No, I don't think. I've seen a couple of dead bodies. Ooh. One was when I was working at a nursing home, and that was just awful. Yeah. But the first time good. I ever saw a dead body was when I was little. I was probably like nine or ten, and my mom and I were driving down Main Street in Worcester, and there was a dead homeless person on the side of the road. How do you know that they were dead and not sleeping? There was a crow picking at them, <gasps> and food, and then an ambulance pulled up. Oh, and it was really, really, really sad. That's awful i was very upset yeah I also like my mom one time 
<laughs> funny enough, also in Worcester, was at school. She went to St. Peter Marion, and her and her friends found a dead body in the woods during recess. Oh, my God. I think that's true. I'm pretty sure she told me that. Don't you hate that when you're like, did I make that up? Like, like, why would that just be in my head, you know? <laughs> no, that happens to me legit all the time, so I don't At least you're not all. finding bodies all the time. Yes, that is correct. I do not believe that I have ever seen a dead body unless it was, like, in an open casket or whatever. Oh, like yeah, funeral. yeah. But yeah, no, other too. than that, I don't think that I ever have. Um, yeah. I'm going to tell you a story if that's okay. I'd love it. Great. So, on the morning of January 15th, 1947... A mom was taking her three-year-old child for a walk in a mostly undeveloped Los Angeles neighborhood and stumbled upon a gruesome sight. It was the body of a young woman, naked, sliced clean in half at the waist. No. So um, we really got right into it. Yeah, we we have found the body. Dove right in. Uh, The body was just a few feet away from the sidewalk, and at first glance, the mother reportedly, reportedly reported that she thought that it was a mannequin. Which happens never more often than not. Everyone's always like, I thought it was a mannequin. At this point, if I see a mannequin on the side of the road, I'm going to be like, that's a dead body. Yeah, I would never. Why would you ever assume it's a mannequin? You don't just take them out and leave them How outside. often do you see store mannequins just laying around? Uh, never. No. Not one. I guess we don't live in LA. But and still. also, I guess you're like, your brain doesn't want it to be a dead body either. True. You always like assume the worst immediately, but then second thought, you're like, it can't be. Mm-hmm. Uh. The body had extensive mutilations and cuts. However, there was not a single drop of blood to be found. Uh, Indicating that the woman had probably been killed elsewhere and not, like, just there on the side of the road, obviously. Are you saying drained of blood or just no blood, like, at the site? The body was, uh, there there was no blood. In it or around it? There was no blood. Oh, Someone took care of that. Oh, okay. Uh, the ensuing investigation was led by the LAPD. You know them. You don't, you don't love them. You don't love them. Uh, the FBI was brought in, and they quickly identified the body. It only took the FBI uh, 56 minutes um, to figure out who it was uh, because they had some blurred fingerprints, and they used sound photo, which I guess is like an old kind of fax machine that used to be used by news services to like send photographs which is kind of interesting. Interesting. Um, The young woman turned out to be 22-year-old Hollywood hopeful named Elizabeth Short. Mm. Her prints actually appeared twice in the FBI's massive collection. Uh, They had more than 100 million fingerprints on file at the time, and this is 47. Wow, yeah. Uh, She had applied for a job as a clerk at a commissary um, for the Army's Camp Cook in California in January of 1943 and was fingerprinted then. And then she had also been arrested by the Santa Barbara police for underage drinking a few months later. The Bureau also even had her mugshots in its file and they provided it to the press. So she had been previously arrested at some point. Yeah, for underage drinking. Yeah. So it's about to get a little rough. An autopsy of Short's body showed ligature marks on her ankles, her wrists, and her neck. There was an irregular laceration with superficial tissue loss on her right breast. Mm. It was also noted that she had superficial lacerations on her right forearm, her left upper arm, and the lower side of her chest. Lower left side of her chest, I'm sorry. 
The body had been cut completely in half by a technique taught in the 1930s, and I'm going to butcher what it's called, but it's called a hemicorporectomy. A hemicorporectomy. Just taught in the 1930s. In like classes where you would need to learn. Okay, so in specific situations. Yes. Okay. Uh, it was also noted that there was uh, almost no bruising along the incision, incision line. Wow. Suggesting that she had been cut after death. Like she had already been dead when, okay. when she was being cut in half. The cause of death was determined to be hemorrhaging from all of the significant lacerations across oh her head God. and face, as well as blows to her head. Um, in order to further help the LAPD, the FBI ran checks for potential suspects and conducted many interviews all across the nation. They were early suspicions that the murderer had skills in dissection, obviously, due to the body being so, like, cleanly cut. Right. Um, and the FBI agents checked out a group of students at the University of Southern California Medical School, but to no avail. I wouldn't even assume that. I would assume doctor right away. Like, why a student? They're not that good yet. I don't know. I have this theory like that the best drivers are all of the people who are learning how to drive like in driver's ed right now. You know what I mean? That's true. I, well, and I feel like if of. you want to practice. I understand what you're saying. You know least. what I mean? Like doctors cut people up all the time because they have to. Right. I don't know. They're just sick fucks in the world too. So that's true. All right. This is going to get weirder. On January 21st, 1947, a person claiming to be the killer called the editor of the examiner congratulating him on the newspaper's coverage of the case and he stated that he eventually planned on turning himself in but not before allowing the police to keep looking for him oh my god he also said that they should expect some souvenirs in the mail soon gross on the 24th of january a manila envelope was discovered by a u.s postal service worker shout out to the usps <laughs> The envelope had been addressed to the Los Angeles Examiner and other Los Angeles papers. They discovered it? It doesn't say where or like... I think it was like suspicious looking, so he like brought it in. Right. You'll but... find out why in just a second. Right, but was it like at the post office already? Yeah, I think it was on oh, his okay. mail route and he okay. was like, actually, no. Yeah, okay. The envelope contained... Oh, I'm sorry. Look, back, 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 back. The Los Angeles Examiner and other Los Angeles papers with individual words that had been cut and pasted from newspaper clippings. So it looked super sketch. Right. The envelope contained the victim's birth certificate, business cards, photographs, names written on pieces of paper, an address book, um, and a few other things. Ew, so they were like... They either, had all of her shit. Right. Yeah. So they were either close with her or it happened to be that... She had all of this stuff on her at the time. Yeah. Yeah. No. One of those things. Uh, several partial fingerprints were lifted from the envelope and sent to the FBI for testing, but the prints were compromised um, during transit and they couldn't be property, properly like analyzed. Of course they were. Yeah. The same day the packet was received by the examiner, a handbag and a black suede shoe were also reported to have been seen on top of a garbage can in an alley that was a short distance away, less than two miles from where the body had been discovered. But how long after this is this? This is, let's see, January 24th. And I think the murder was the 15th. So like 10 days. Okay. 
Yeah. So the handbag and the black suede shoe were found um, like two miles away from where the body had been discovered. And the items were recovered by the police, but they had been wiped clean with gasoline to destroy any fingerprints. Why wouldn't you just burn it at that point? Because I think he was fucking with yeah, them. Just like trying to get a rise out of them. Yes. The LAPD interviewed over 150 men in the ensuing weeks whom they believed to be potential suspects. Um, a total of 750 investigators from the LAPD and other departments worked this case during its initial stages, including 400 sheriff's deputies and 250 California State Patrol officers. Wow. Various locations were searched for potential evidence, including storm drains throughout Los Angeles, abandoned structures, um, various sites along the Los Angeles River, but they couldn't find any further evidence. A city councilman posted a $10,000 reward, which in 2020 is like $116,000. Damn. For information leading to the police to the shorts, to shorts killer. Um, but after this happens every time after the award or reward was announced, a bunch of people just yeah, started coming like coming forward. Yep. yep. And um, the police dismissed all of those as false. And, Several of the false confessors were actually charged with obstruction of justice. Good. Obviously. I never understand. Like, I, I get that in this situation, it's like, for information, we'll give you a reward. But I never understand in cases why somebody will claim that they are the killer or the whoever com completed the crime, whatever mm -hmm. the crime may be, if they're not. I genuinely don't get that. I don't understand it either. Um, I was listening to, and that's why we drank the other day, mm -hmm. the one, the German serial killer yeah. one. Have you? And yeah. so and many people, people were like, just like, oh, I did it. And it, they didn't. It me. Yeah. Why? 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 There's something wrong with you. Yes. Anyways, on January 26th, another letter was received by the examiner, which read, here it is, turning in Wednesday, January 29th, 10 a.m., had my fun at police. Mm -hmm. The letter also named a location where the supposed killer was supposed to turn up and turn himself in. And police waited at that location on the morning of January 29th, but the alleged killer did not appear. Shocking. Right. Instead, at 1 p.m., the examiner offices received another cut and pasted letter, which read, have changed my mind. Will not give You will not give me a square deal. Like, yeah, okay. just like yo-yoing them around. Right. By the spring of 1947, Short's murder had become a cold case with few leads. Um, this was largely blamed on the press for compromising the investigation yep. um, through reporters' probing of details and unverified reporting. In September of 1949, a grand jury convened to discuss inadequacies in the LAPD's homicide unit base for their failure to solve numerous murders, especially those of women and children in the past several years, Shorts being one of them. Plot twist, that was 1947, yeah. and it's 2021. It's only gotten and better. still have not gotten their shit together. Yeah, I mean, and it's not just L.A., it's just... Yeah, but L.A. is, like, particularly bad, yeah. which is just bizarre to me, because you'd think they'd be the best. Right. Sorry. Especially I don't mean so to go off on a tangent about the police. Anyways, this case remains cold to this day, and given how much time has passed, it will probably never be solved. Well, that's awful. Yeah. I love how I'm just talking shit about the police, and then you're 
fucking Alexa thing like lights up. I know, that it's was totally listening to us. Well, the that FBI time you said it. But you're right, the first time that was very creepy. I was like, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, shoot. Okay, so I'm very excited to see if you are familiar with this. Okay. <sighs> Here I go. When we moved to Schenectady from Skahari, we <laughs> I'm backing up. <laughs> One more time. Schenectady. Schenectady. We moved to Schenectady. I think it's in New York. Sure. That sounds right. It. Like upstate New York, I yeah. bet. But I could be wrong. But I could definitely be wrong about that. All right. So you um, moved from Schenectady to where? Skahari. That one I actually don't know that I'm pronouncing right. Schenectady, I do know that I'm pronouncing correctly. Okay. Okay. So we moved from Schenectady. No. <laughs> we moved to Schenectady from Skahari. Okay. We rented a house awful cheap because it was spooked and nobody would live in it. It was spooked. But we didn't care because we didn't take no stock on spooks. We had just gone to bed the first night, dog tired from riding in a wagon all day. We hadn't had time to shut our eyes when we heard a thumpity thump, bumpity thump coming down the attic stairs. I covered my head with blankets, but I couldn't shut out the sound. Thumpity thump. Thumpity thump, it went. Mm -hmm. I could hear it plain as day. Past the bedroom door, thumpity thump, thumpity thump. And down the stairs, thumpity thump, thumpity thump. And through the kitchen, thumpity thump, thumpity thump. And down the, stellar, the cellar stairs, thumpity thump, thumpity thump. Making the most awful racket you ever heard. It was more than we could stand. So we all followed the sound to see what was going on. When we got down the cellar stairs, we saw that it was a chair that had made all of that racket. There it was, with one of its legs pointing to a place on the dirt floor. We all just stood and gawped till my brother's, like, oh, nope. <laughs> we all just stood and gawped till my brother Ike said that he believed that the chair was trying to tell us something about the place it was pointing at. So Ike went and got a shovel and started digging. He didn't have to dig far before his shovel struck something hard. Pretty soon, we could see the edge of a box sticking out. We all hollered for him to hurry up and uncover the rest of it. And the chair? It got so excited, it jumped up and down like it had gone plumb crazy. When Ike got the box uncovered, Pop and the boys pried off the lid. And there was the body of a man, all smooched with blood. It was plain as the nose on your face that he had been murdered. And the chair wanted folks to know it. <laughs> right then and there, we decided to leave. Being strangers, everybody think, would think that we had murdered him and come here to hide the body. It didn't take long to fill up that hole and get out of that house. The chair was... So they just left? Yep. They didn't, they they didn't report it? Peaced. Of course they did. The chair was awful mad about our leaving... And it went up the cellar stairs, thumpity thump, thumpity thump, louder than when it had gone down. <laughs> then it thumpity thumped up the next set of stairs and the next louder still. When it got back into the attic, it thumpity thumped so loud, we thought it would thump all the plaster and down on our heads. Nobody asked us why we were moving out so soon, because nobody ever stayed more than one night in that place, and most not even that long. 
But I can tell you we were thankful to get back to Skahari, where chairs stay where they're put, and they don't go raring and rampaging around, scaring folks out of their wits, pointing out murders, and goodness knows what. Wow. Um, first of all, those guys are assholes for not reporting the murder. Agreed. But also, can oh. you picture a chair with obviously some type of a spirit in it just like bouncing around the house trying to that get was my attention. second that was my second like uh, fuck that little point that i wanted to make was that's fucked but i'm really excited actually to hear from anybody that might know what that is or i know where exactly it came it from is, but so. i won't ruin it for everyone else you shall find out next week listeners and tell us if you know it tell us tell us do it tell us um, what are we doing next week? Speaking of which. Next week we're talking about asylums. Mental institutions. Yes. Spooky. I'm spooky. I'm never really sure what is the correct and like politically correct phrasing around this at this point. Um, but I think it's gonna be a good one. Yes. Um, I'm pretty excited to tell you mine. I've already got it prepared. Wonderful. Uh, yeah, so we'll be back next week to tell you which one of our story was, was stories was, was, was our real life encounter and which one was, um, I'm fucking this whole thing up. We'll be back next week to tell you which one of our stories was a real life encounter and which one was fiction. And we'll also include the credits to this, uh, whoa, I can't do it. <laughs> we will be back next week to tell you which story was a real life encounter and which one is fiction and we'll also include the credits to this week's stories in the show notes for next week you can submit your own personal stories to but wait it gets worse at gmail.com and follow us on instagram at but wait it gets worse thanks for listening bye, bye.